2: I'm great. And
1: you? I am so excited to have you on the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast. I've been looking forward to this for a while. We're going to be talking about how to write compelling captions that convert for your Instagram posts. So, Alex, I'd love it if you could give us an introduction for the audience and tell us more about you and what you've been up to.
2: Absolutely Dimple. I'm the founder of the Sarah Law Empire. I started practicing intellectual property law, got bored with that, and then became a criminal lawyer because I wanted to be in trial. It's so exciting. And through that, I learned a lot of interpersonal skills. I learned a lot about our communities. And I also decided to help more people if I stop just trading time for money. So in 2018, I launched an app that gives people access to legal representation through the power of technology. Since then, I've helped about 4,000 clients clean up their records, and so I'm really focusing on those maximum value, maximum reach activities. And then I also have my little show on IGTV, Lawyer Talk Thursdays, which I've been doing for about two years now. Each week, I cover a different legal topic, and it's really digesting that area of law and giving it to you in a need to know way because nobody's got time to look through all those books and all that stuff. So so that's what I do for you. I'm big on education. Like you said, I'm a new digital nomad. So I recently bought an RV and the goal is oh, wow. Yeah, the goal of that is for my boyfriend and I to take our little show on the road. He's also a lawyer, and so we think it's really important to give legal advice and education to communities that maybe don't have access to it. So we're going to drive around Texas, Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico, and and do a little pop-up shop. So that's my next project.
1: That is so exciting. I mean, you don't really hear that all the time of people doing that. But there's no better time than right now to be doing something like that. I think the way the world has changed, the way life is short. So it's meant to be lived up to the fullest. And it's if it's something that you've been wanting to do for a while, which I would assume it is, I think that there's no better time than now. And I think that that also makes for just really, really creative content, obviously, for your Instagram and, and just for your personal brand. Because there's so many interesting things you can talk about when you're traveling in an RV and you're checking out all these unique destinations and, and spots that you've never been to. Or even if you've been to them, you're experiencing them. Through a whole other world and a whole other experience, I absolutely love that. And tell us a little bit about, in terms of that, what's your vision for that? Can you go into a little bit more detail?
2: Sure, absolutely. So think of, I don't know, a musician or whatever having a tour, right? So we're gonna we're gonna take our lawyer show on the road, and I do a lot of things in this community. One, I practice law, but I also do a lot of women's empowerment and we'll probably get into that in a little bit. But I feature a female business owner in my community every single week for Women Crush Wednesday. And then also I provide education to law students, at high school students, business owners, things like that. So taking that sort of three-factor plan and then just going and popping up in some random small town in Texas and providing those services and that value to people for an affordable price. Because like somebody in a small town may not be able to afford to drive to Dallas or drive to Houston. I'm based in El Paso. Okay. Yeah. So El Paso, Texas. And so that's on the border with Mexico, New Mexico, and like right in Texas. It's the best kept secret in Texas. I'm telling you, I'm telling you.
1: (laughs) I will have to check it out.
2: You will have to. I know. I want to give you a virtual hug, but I'd love to give you one in person. So you have to come down here. So that's really the goal, and then we'll just have like tours and book speaking gigs, book consultations. We can do it at a school, out of business, or they can come to us actually, and we'll set up our RV. And I intend to do the same thing: like feature local businesses, learn about the people that live there, and just have. A great time because I feel like when you get out of the madness of your day to day, then like it just expands your brain and it gives you the time to digest what's happening in your life. And so I'm craving that. It's going to be really fun.
1: That is super, super exciting. I love that. I mean, I think it's such an experience. It has such a vibe and it just it exudes happiness like the way I see it because when you're doing that, and you're helping people, it's two in one, you're accomplishing two things in one, you're living your life the way that you want to, and you're experiencing things that you've never experienced. And on top of it, you're, you know, helping other people, which is huge. And and that's why a lot of people go into law. That's why a lot of people do a lot of things that they do every day doesn't matter even what industry that someone's in. I think human nature is like you want to go into a particular field because you want to help people. And, And that's really really a compelling reason to go into something. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. So we're going to dive right into Instagram. So the first thing we're going to talk about is I think it's really important to be consistent in terms of creating content for Instagram. And I know it's hard for some people to be consistent, but consistency is so, so important. So I want to know like what keeps you consistent?
2: Sure. It's three things it's planning, It's quality themes and it's showing my personality. So let me explain what I mean by those three. First is planning, batching content, planning out weeks at a time what you're gonna post because life gets in the way. And so if you're relying on posting every single day or three times a week and you get to that day, stuff's gonna happen. And it's gonna be eight o'clock at night and you haven't posted and you don't feel like it. You know, that's the trend because in reality, if you're a lawyer, if you're a professional, if whatever it is, right, you serving clients is going to, in the moment, trump posting on Instagram. So that is is why planning is so important. Second, quality themes. So if you take a look at my Instagram, and a lot of people do this, is I have five themes every week. And then my weekend is a grab bag. And the themes are picked based on my personality of things that I'm passionate about. So Monday is Monday motivation, and that comes a lot from uh, my readings. I am a professional development junkie, and so I take things from the readings I do and things like that and post motivational things, right? Tuesday is Tuesday truth. It's a truth about myself where I can get vulnerable, where I can connect with my followers, building that trust relationship. Quality themes, whatever those are for you, that's number two. And number three is showing my personality. And so like through the videos, through, through the pictures, I show my personality. My weekend grab bags are usually me working out and looking gross or something in nature, the RV or my dogs. So it's kind of one of those things when p- political season comes around, we're always told we want to see these politicians in like real life. Are they real humans? So stepping out from whatever profession you're in and then being like, hey, this is me and I know you're all about this. This is unapologetically me, right? This is who I am. Yeah, so those three things are how I keep consistent.
1: I love that, especially you have such a beautiful and vibrant personality. I have to say, like Alex, it does. It shows through your Instagram. It shows through your social media and and your post. And it's every time I look at your social media post and I see the beautiful smile and just the twinkle in your eyes. Even even right now, I see that twinkle because I feel like you're so excited <laughs> to be here, and I just see that. So I love that. I think, and that's what people see, and that's what people relate to. They relate to someone who is really talking to them. And when you're posting your content on social media, I've been quite impressed because the way that you write your content, it's like you're having a conversation with your audience on the other end of their phone. Right. And, and I think that's really difficult for many people. I think a lot of people can create, take beautiful photos. They can even make Instagram reels and they can post them. But I think one of the things that at least I hear from people and I also notice and see is that it's really challenging for them to come up with how do they write really the content for the post, right? How do they make it compelling? How do they tell a story? How do they come up with creative ideas for that? And the reason that I wanted to have you on my podcast is because I've been watching you. I've been noticing that and everything you do when it comes to the way that you write your content, I'm like, it's just amazing. It's so good. And so we want you to spill as many beans as you can in terms of like how you first started to do that let's start from the beginning do you remember when you even signed up for Instagram like how many years ago it was and what was your why why did you sign up for it back in the day
2: that's a great question so I had a friend another female business owner that was selling her natural products on Instagram and we'd been friends for a while we have the same one of the same business coaches and just a sweet girl and she's beginning to get on social and I'm like oh I don't know I'm a lawyer like what do lawyers need to be on social media for right wasn't an early adopter at all and she's well, let me run it for you and i have these ideas and she's you could do a live you could do this and i'm like no like lawyers were also like inside the box and we don't want to do things differently and at least here in my community in in el paso it's old school It's like clients have to go to your office, you know, it's stuff, it's stuff like that. So I'm really doing something out there for my profession, at least around here. And so she started getting me to do these lawyer talk Thursdays and the first ones were trash. They were terrible. They were terrible because I would overthink it and I wasn't comfortable on camera and I'm comfortable being in front of a 200 person jury panel and asking questions and, and doing that. But I'm not comfortable on a video that I record myself. So literally 30 times, like 30 times I would record oh, this my gosh. video. Yeah. Before I sc- discovered a teleprompter, before I that stuff. But then I started doing it consistently. And, and that's where things started to change, right? It, it really is Then you get known for that. Then you get featured on different accounts. I was on the news several times just because I was doing something different. And so then Instagram became my flagship social media, my foundation. And then after that, I did some TikTok. I have a YouTube channel. Working on Twitter. But really, Instagram has changed my practice building my personal brand has changed my life. And so the power of social media is great, but there's a recipe to it that anybody can do. I don't care how old school, how not cool with technology you are, how confused you are. Literally everybody can do it.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think what you're saying is absolutely correct. There is a recipe for for it. I mean, everybody can do it, but it's a matter of them wanting to do it and getting comfortable with it. I think if you haven't used Instagram before, you're not going to just dive right into it. You're going to be comfortable. If you haven't made videos before, you're not just going to go into recording videos and be totally comfortable with that. I think everything takes practice and everything takes that comfort level and factor. But the fact that you did it, and in the beginning, you're you're admitting it was like, it wasn't that good. But it's okay, you did it over and over and over again, until you became comfortable with it until you became comfortable with yourself on camera. And now you're telling me like, hey, it's literally, you know, change your life, like having your brand. And I think that's what I always tell tell everyone I I say having a personal brand is literally like having an insurance policy for yourself and it doesn't matter if you're an attorney it doesn't matter if you work at a big firm or if you're a solopreneur if you have other partners but that really brings opportunities and if someone were to like get laid off tomorrow and lose their job if they have done a good job of building a personal brand they don't even have to go seek out opportunities opportunities will come to them and this is a true story like I know someone that's done this and they left like big law and they and they went into another position and that person recruited them right off of their Instagram and TikTok reels. So people do notice. They might not comment Alex and they there's a lot of followers that are like silent <laughs> stalkers I call them mm-hmm. so they will look at your inf- you know, they'll look at your content but they're not necessarily going to say anything but they are watching attentively and maybe they're even learning so I think that that's like the interesting thing so I will,
2: I will say one thing too yeah. if you're in a, if you are really community focused like some people are national focused I'm very much Texas because I'm barred in Texas so when I'm giving legal advice it's Texas people will come up to me me at a coffee shop. They will come up to me at a game. They will come up to me and they will say, hi, I'm Carla. I had somebody at the coffee shop the other day. Hi, I'm Carla. Like I see you on Instagram. It makes a difference to people. And you're right. Some people are silent followers and would never do things like that. But some people will walk up to you because if you do your brand right, you have shared enough to where they feel like they know you. And so they can start that conversation. So you are ahead of the game with so many people because they feel like they know who you are and you already have something to talk about. So I I get that all the time.
1: That's almost like you're a celebrity in your town. That's really cool. But it, but it is in a way, in a way, like people begin to recognize you they they begin to see you, especially if they have been watching you for a while, then they you see them out and they're like, Oh, hi, like, I remember following this influencer, and I saw her at Nordstrom. And I'm like, Oh, my God, hi, like, I follow you on Instagram. And I know you because you almost feel like you know them because you watch their instagram stories every day you watch their posts. you watch their videos and and i think it's cool when people come up to you that's a compliment that's hey feel flattered because you've earned that and and when you talk about building your brand can you tell me how has building your brand on instagram impacted your business your practice or just any opportunities that have come your way any friendships how has it impacted you
2: I don't know. Do we have enough time? (laughs) But all the time, all the time in the world. Here's the deal is the most prominent example of that is during the pandemic. A lot of businesses closed. The courts were closed. We people were laying off or furloughing folks. I did none of that. My business doubled in revenue and I my team doubled in people. And you know why? Because I was providing legal updates on covid. People were still getting traffic tickets and getting in criminal trouble, but even if the courts were closed, they knew I was top of mind. So I was able to not only survive as a small business, but thrive as a small business owner when the market was contracting. And I think that that's the consistency with posting and with being on social media is you can't stop when something bad happens. You can't stop when you're threatened or you feel that there's a lot of risk or you're unsure, right? Just keep going. And so for me, we, like I said, doubled in revenue. And so we're sitting nicely with a bigger market share now here as things start coming back and people were using stimulus money to get legal representation because I was top of mind and everybody else, at least the legal industry here, contracted when I expanded. And so that's what social media has done for me most recently, but it's opened a lot of doors. Like I said, I collaborate with women every single week, women who are doing amazing things that the community needs to know about and that maybe I would never meet otherwise. And so you start building those relationships. And, and I and I know people are like, oh, Instagram superficial and this. And that. it is whatever you want it to be. And so if you mix in a little bit of vulnerability, some failures, some wins, some collaborations, and then you're just authentic, you're going to do amazing things. So it's changed my life. I get clients off of Instagram. I get collaborations. I get free hotel stays. I get free, whatever, right? Because people value what I've given to them. And then I give away, this is one of my general rules, right? You just give, 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 because when you need to ask, you will have so many people in your corner because you've been consistently giving and they trust you and they know you. So, so for me, that's how it's it's changed. And I. I don't advertise on Indeed for employees. I don't advertise anywhere else. I post on Instagram and I find exceptional people who already know my brand. So I've even built my team through social media.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Alex. I think everything that you're saying is so powerful. And I want to comment on a few things that you just said. In terms of your brand, you said during the pandemic, you were able to like double your business and other people contracted while you expanded. And that's the thing. Other people are like, oh, well, they just automatically had this mindset that they assumed that business is going to be slow because we're in a pandemic and we're on lockdown. And you know what they did? They took the pedal off the metal, right? And they really were like, oh, look, I'm just gonna take a little mini vacation, or I'm not gonna really, you know, bother to advertise. In fact, I'm gonna, even if they were advertising, let's say not on Instagram but on other platforms, and they're investing money, they probably said, Oh, put my ads on hold for a month or two or whatever they did. And the golden rule of advertising is that even when times are slow, even when there's a recession, you have to keep going. And the businesses and the entrepreneurs that keep going during those tough times are the ones that really end up getting that market share and coming out um, ahead and I think what you did was like really really strategic because you're like hey I'm going to look at this in terms of an opportunity and I think you looked at it as an opportunity rather than looking at it as a negative thing where you're going to say well just trying to give all the reasons of why it won't work anymore or why you should even bother posting on social media oh people are in a bad mood they're not going to care what I have to say whatever right but I think that you were like it's the attitude and the mindset that you had and i love that and my other question comes to mind too is i think sometimes everyone does not have a good day every single day and i know that you're human so obviously you have some days that are good you have some days that are bad so i want to know from you alex like how do you motivate yourself you know to like post on instagram and social media when you're having a bad day because i know when i am having a bad day sometimes i'm just not in the mood and i'll post other things but I it's really difficult for me to post like a smiling photo or a photo of me where I'm like oh I look super badass because I'm just not feeling that way.
2: Absolutely, that's a great question because that is one of the things that people it happens often. You're just feeling off. You're feeling busy. Whatever that may be. Uh, so I kind of go back to my first answer, the, the planning, right? And so how you tackle planning social media posts and having a database. So I have an in-house team that helps me with this. So I have two photographers, somebody that can edit my videos and then somebody that helps with captions as well, helps edit things like that, right? So having a place where we dump content, where we put ideas on there so that if you're feeling like an off day, pull something out of your content database and, and post it. Right? Because the consistency is more important than it just being, this is a picture from today. So planning is is great. But also, I can guarantee you, one day a month, I'm going to be motivated. One day, I'm going to feel great. Right, One day out of 30. So on that day, I'm smart about taking advantage of that time. And I sit down and I'm like, OK, Motivation Monday. Let's list eight things that I'm super excited about. And there's two months of content. Right? Takes 30 mm-hmm. minutes. To mm-hmm. figure it out. So take advantage if you're feeling sporty, right? Video yourself doing a couple workouts or like some lifts or something. If you're going to a sports game, Chihuahuas is the minor league baseball team uh, here. So if I go to sporting events. Just take advantage of that. And then you'll always have something to post, even if you don't feel like it. So it's not about your attitude necessarily on that day. It's about planning and knowing when to take advantage of that inspirational moment that you're having. And then I have on my phone, when I hear a great quote, I get a lot of inspo from Clubhouse. We've been in in several rooms together. And if somebody yeah, yeah, amazing right? What I'll do is I'll post a quote that they said on my story and tag them. And that increases my reach and then shout out and, and give some love to someone who had a great share in Clubhouse. So you'll never know where you're going to find that content. Just make sure that you're consistently writing it down.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that. Consistency is definitely key. Um, I love that you you know take quotes and then you share them. And the little hack that I have for that is when you double tap on their profile photo, it makes it bigger. And you can take a Mm -hmm. screenshot of that, you write the quote there and then you tag them. And it's literally like a quote photo created for you right then and there. I've done that a few times for some of the big um, players and then they've shared it, so that's always nice. So thank you for sharing that. Now, I wanna get into like the captions part because I, like I said, I think your captions are amazing and they tell a story. And I'm just curious to know, and I'm sure the audiences as well, Like, how did you learn to do all that? Did you study it? Did it come naturally? Like, where did you get this, like, knack for writing such amazing captions?
2: So thank you, first of all. I am a trial lawyer by trade. So that is, I have to know how to tell stories. And so that, that is where I learned the importance of that emotion, that connection, that storytelling. But there really is, is a recipe to it. It's like, for me, it's quote, quote, introduce topic, relate it to myself, tell a little bit about me and then action step. And it's just like a recipe. You do this, plug and play here. So that is something that I did through experimentation, but always, 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 connecting emotionally with that follower. And I have some great people on my team who I brainstorm with and and who help me with those captions. But here's what I've learned from being in front of juries. If you're honest with people, they like you, if they like you, they want to follow you or they want to lean towards your position. And then if they follow you at some point, if you're doing it right, something you say is going to resonate. And at that point, you've got them hooked. And then they will, once they get that value, you can change those lives and then they will share your story with someone else, right? What's the most powerful marketing? It's word of mouth marketing, right? But you can get to word of mouth through a story that you share on Instagram. So those those are the things. And then I'm very intentional about not being salesy. Like my action steps aren't hire me necessarily. Sometimes I sell, but only after I've given a lot of value. So that's my best advice is if you're in the Instagram game only to sell, you will burn out. You will absolutely 100% burn out. Okay. Selling is secondary to building those relationships.
1: I agree. I agree. Because I think when you build those relationships, the sales will come automatically. Mm-hmm. I don't even think you have to try so hard. And I see some people and they, they try so hard and they're very salesy. They're very pushing. And Instagram is meant for people's enjoyment. It's not meant to like really sell, but, but if it's a byproduct of what happens, I think it's great. But I don't think you have to do it in a super aggressive way. I think There's a way to do it where it's just, okay, I'm having this event, come to my event. But it's also about doing what you do every day is that you share so much value. You're giving away so much information, so many tips, so much inspiration and so much motivation and everything. And that's why people are coming back because what you've done is you have created that loyal follower and a loyal follower will follow you wherever you go. A loyal follower will want to buy whatever you have because they're like I want more of Alex I want to see more of what she's up to I want to hear more of what she's creating and I think that's what everyone should strive for is to gain loyal followers by by just being um, authentic and providing as much value as you can consistently and I think that's why You've been able to be so successful with that. So I love that. So thank you for sharing all that. I want to rewind a minute because I really love the formula, but I want you to repeat it again for the audience in case they missed it because we went through it really quickly. And I think that's really powerful and important. And if you have more than one formula, feel free to share. But the one that you shared, if you can just kind of go through it again. Sure.
2: Sure so i love starting with quotes because one you can tag the person who who said it but also people are always looking for quotes that's one of the top searches on google's quotes so introduce a quote right and then introduce the topic so one of the topics i've used before which was an idea that i actually got from you dimple was the letter to yourself right? Introduce that topic, like writing a letter to yourself to manifest your dreams every single month, okay? So you introduce that topic, say what it is. Then you relate it back to you because that's what they want to know, right? They want to know how you've applied it to your life as an example of how they could apply it to theirs and then talk about was it successful, was it not, was it inspiring, all that kind of stuff. So always share like a personal thing, right? Relate it to yourself or what's going on, right? If I'm posting about COVID or if I'm posting about a news article, then it's more about what's going on in the community. And then finally, an action step. So getting people to engage beyond just liking. One of my recent posts was about my support system. And so I said, tag your support system. Or if I'm talking about a book, tag Tell me your favorite book or tell me what you think about X. Another thing that I've done with my stories every single day for a while now is a poll question. And that increases engagement. And sometimes I do those video polls. Sometimes I do them just still shots. But it's all about the engagement and the action. And people want to engage with you. So those four things, if you're looking for a way to write a caption, that is it. Thank
1: you. Thank you for sharing that again. love all that. And I do notice, and you just mentioned this now as well, in terms of like when you share a quote in the beginning, you tag the person. Let's talk about tagging a little bit. What are some of the best practices for tagging people in your posts? And what's the benefit of doing that?
2: Sure. So easy benefit is if you're tagged, they're probably going to share it, right? If it's a legitimate tag. So here's something I find super annoying with Instagram and I (laughs) people who just tagged a tag, right? Like I want all these people to, to look at my post that doesn't have anything to do with them. And eventually you do that once, okay, fine. You do it twice, you do it a third time. I'm not looking at your content, right? You have lost the ability for me to share your content because I just don't care anymore. Right, right. So the tag has to be relevant and it has to be something that either the person should comment on or weigh in on because they're an expert in the situation Or it's, hey, I shared this picture of yours or this quote of yours, or I really appreciate what you taught me. Or if it's in a praise mode, in whatever way, if it's in a positive, like you added value to my life, they're going to share it and they're going to appreciate you and they're going to remember how you made them feel. And so those are my rules for tagging people in posts and stories. Same thing applies to stories as well.
1: Yeah, I agree. Because it's really I get annoyed when, you know, people tag me and stuff. It's I don't know you've never met you. I don't even know who you are. You're just mm-hmm. like have a page where you're selling stuff like no block because it just we don't have time for that. And I agree if it's used the right way and the way you're using it, that is the right way you're using it authentically you're tagging someone where literally it's relevant to them you're talking about hey you inspired me to do this or hey i'm sharing this with you because i know that you love for example you love to go to five-star restaurants or whatever and i thought of you when i went to this restaurant so whatever it happens to be but it's it has to be relatable to that person right and then when it's relatable people will appreciate it but when you're just doing it because you're trying to get your reach, it's like the same concept of what annoys me is people sometimes from Clubhouse, they'll go to your Instagram, they will not follow you, and they'll randomly heart eight of your posts. Mm-hmm. They haven't read them. They haven't looked at the reels, but basically they're doing it to get your attention, and they want you to follow them back. And then, so I'll go, look, well, okay, you liked eight of my things, but you didn't follow me. You didn't comment. And what do you want me to do?
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Someone was actually teaching that this morning in one of the clubhouse rooms. Yes, yeah, to go to someone's Instagram and then eight posts and then just make some like generalized comment. And I think that there's there's a fine line with that. I, I right. think I agree with you that it's a bad idea, especially if it's for selling purposes. Again, I go back to if you're in the social media game only to sell, you will burn out and you will fail 100 percent of the time so don't do that crap if you want to send love and say oh my gosh you were amazing on whatever right and that was a great share or whatever you want to say but don't just do it to get them to follow you back it's just it's like high school yeah to like you, and that's well, not
1: Clubhouse the- is a lot like high school if you haven't noticed. So I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised with that. But I mean, it's like a popularity contest, and everyone's can you like my stuff? Can you like my this? Can you like my this? Well, are we even friends? Okay, I can, but I mean, aren't you being a little bit selfish?
2: You guys Follow me back. I get that all the time. Like they yeah. follow me they'll literally send a message that says follow me back, or like my put po- or the other one that I find repulsive is, Are you single? Come on. <laughs>
1: None of your business if I'm single
2: So not a duty nap, yo. Not yeah. not
1: say I am single <laughs> and ready to mingle, or does it say attorney at law or an you know, entrepreneur and so forth? That's funny. Yeah, I mean it's this okay, they're shooting their shot basically, they don't care.
2: What, Which, you know, I appreciate the whole I don't care vibe, like, whatever, I'm cool getting rejected, but really, Instagram? I don't know.
1: Have you noticed the ones that are shooting their shot, too? They're always the people that you're so not interested in. Yeah. i mean i think it'd be a different story if everybody that was shooting their shot they were actually really good looking and successful and never slide into the dms because they're just too like scared of rejection i think or whatever it is but it's weird all the other weirdos will though
2: or they don't have time to be sliding in your dms asking you out on a date because they're business owners oh my god on that tangent, but I'm with you, sister. I'm
1: yeah, with you. yeah. <laughs> No, I, I get it. It's like I write for Attorney at Law Magazine on online marketing and social media. I remember one time I put an ad in, in the Attorney at Law Magazine. And the only person that responded to the ad was some weirdo trying to hit on me. And I was so annoyed because I'm like, I paid money for this ad. And you are emailing me to try to hit on me. I was like really irritated with that. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. don't. Okay. All right. So back to the Instagram post. Okay. So tagging, thanks for sharing that. That makes perfect sense. And I think that's a good way to think about it. Let's talk about engagement. How do you get more engagement for your post? And is there something that yields more engagement?
2: Absolutely. And this is something that I discovered fairly recently. So wins, wins and positivity. That's it. That's it. Wins and positivity get most engagement and, and doing like being you. So I'm nerdy. I'm not funny. Some people can be hilarious on reels, on everything. I'm just not funny. I'm not funny. Uh, but maybe but... you are, Alex. Uh, maybe
0: no, no, I'm <laughs> gonna
2: I'm gonna embrace the not funny. But I can be a hell of a hype woman and I can make you think and I can take a thousand pages of material and in a one minute video. Like those are my superpowers. So doing those things and doing them well that like that increases engagement. I recently went to this Thrive conference in El Paso and there's a gentleman named Ruben Alvarez and he gave a presentation on increasing engagement. And before I thought sharing wins was like selfish. That was a self-limiting belief, right? That I was like, like sharing my wins on social media is somehow narcissistic and super selfish. And what he said is the people who follow you want to see you win for the most part. Right? And it's validation that what you're doing, that what you're reading, that how you're going about your career, that how you're doing the things in your life works. And the more positivity and wins that you can spread or sharing other people's wins, right? if you collaborate with somebody, people will engage. And so I was thinking about that and I was like, no way. No. And then I started going back and doing my analytics again and I saw by far my most engaging post of all time is about my sobriety. Right? I shared that I was 5 months sober this month and I'm almost 6 and talked about that experience and what's changed in my life. Thousands of likes, okay? Because that and then I thought, well that's a win right? I'm sharing a win. I'm sharing what I'm doing is working. I'm being positive about life changes. And so again, I started digging and all of my top posts are either sharing wins of my own or somebody else's. So I I think that's super important to do it and do it in a classy way, but your followers want to see you succeed.
1: Yeah, they do. And I think the reason why posts like that work so well too is A, you're being truly authentic from the heart. I mean, you're sharing something that's very vulnerable. And people are like, really, wow. And then those people that can relate to that story as well, because they might not share what they've been through or what they're going through. And when you share something like that, to someone who is where you were maybe six months prior, right? It's really an inspirational thing. Because to them, they're like, she can do it maybe I can do it too, right? Or maybe someone's already been through it as well. And I've seen the same trend where inspirational posts like do really well it doesn't matter if it's just like post on the feed if it's like instagram reels whatever it happens to be but just some type of storyline of something that you either accomplished or something that you've been through something that changed your life something that you've overcome like all of those storylines i i seem to see like a trend like they work really really well on social media would you agree
2: I, I absolutely agree in, in that vulnerability. I think you're right. Um, healthy dose of vulnerability. And you can turn this stuff into teachable moments. Like you might think, OK, we're going to share all our wins. But if I fail, if I do something wrong, well, let's hide that. And I think that's why Instagram sometimes gets the rep that it gets is, well, of course, you're going to post the sexy pictures that you took of yourself. You're not going to post the ones with cellulite or whatever. but. If something didn't work and you yourself are learning, I think it's our social duty to say as well, be vulnerable and be like, well, maybe this didn't work, but here's what I learned from it. Or I changed my perspective on something because X, Y, Z, because someone is going to resonate with that. And why do we all have to reinvent the wheel every single time we don't? we need to share those things too. So, so I think that you're right. You're spot on the vulnerability, the authenticity.
1: Yeah. And it's hard sometimes, but I'm going to try that. I'm going to post something Friday or Saturday and I'm going to tag you in it because you've inspired Yay. me to
2: prepare Aww.
1: something vulnerable and also to try to use the formula of writing captions the way that you do it because you do it so well. I can do it, but it takes me forever to sit at my screen. What should I write? I think it's if people go to your Instagram and they study what you're doing along with going back and listening to this episode, maybe more than one time and take notes I think they really, really can master the art of writing captions that are compelling and that also convert into opportunities for them and convert into loyal followers. And that's what it's all about. The more loyal followers that you have on Instagram, the better it's going to be for your account, the better it's going to be for your engagement numbers, the better it's going to be for them even following you over to other platforms or getting interested in learning about anything new that you're up to. So, okay before we go into some more Instagram questions, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Let's talk about your RV trip. The first, I think you took one trip already. Tell us like how much fun that was and like just the whole experience. Let's take a little break and commercial break. and Let's talk about that for a minute.
2: Okay. So I've been on two. We were smart and we rented an RV first to see if we would even like it. So like we did that and that was fun-ish, right? But then we decided to buy one. And two weeks ago we went to Riadoso, which is like a little mountain town in New Mexico. And it was really fun, but we don't tow a vehicle. So I'm like not a camper. Camping's gross, hate bugs, kinda you know, I was
1: wondering.
2: <laughs> uh, no, 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 So glamping's perfect, except, right? You always hear RVs are a lot of work. And the boyfriend is not handy at all. Not handy. Not mm-mm. lawyer, great, not handy. So of course like we have a water leak when we're there and so we don't we can't hook up to city water. So my non-camping self is like out there with no makeup on and my hair in a bun, washing dishes at like an outdoor faucet and let me tell you, I loved it. Yeah. And we walked everywhere and we actually walked to, to a bar and I'm not drinking, but we sat at the bar, had Diet Cokes and met people and watched a soccer game. And then on the way back, we got caught in the rain. So we're doing this 75 hard challenge and you have to work out twice a day. And so we were walking back and forth to town. So it starts pouring rain. And we're like, well, what are we gonna do, right? We have no vehicle, there's no Uber in Rio So we started running and then it starts hailing. And so we're like running in hail and pouring rain. And, and it was just so freeing. So it's all the things that you can get out and do that get pushed aside because of work or craziness or whatever. And so I loved it. I mean, I I feel all tough because I ran in hail and, and rain and it brought me closer to pace and it's just really nice to get out of the crazy. So I love it. It's super fun and we got the RV fixed. So there's, there's that, right? It was a little fix. But that I think was a universe thing because of the loveliness the fun that came out of it so and it reminds you to appreciate everything because when you're living in like a 31 foot rv like you appreciate life and it also proves to me like regardless of how many followers i have or the dresses i wear or the business i have or whatever it is like when it comes down to it i can live in a 31 foot rv in the middle of the mountains and i will be just
1: fine yes you can and i love your story because it, it sounds to me like when you were telling me your story, it's I'm imagining the scene out of a movie and you guys just running and it's pouring rain and the hail's coming down. I can envision it. And it just sounds like something out of a movie. That's just so cool. And again, that's what you call an experience. Like you guys mm-hmm. got to experience something that if you didn't have this RB, you wouldn't be experiencing that because you wouldn't Fair be way. where you were at that time. It wouldn't be hailing and raining and you'd probably have a car to jump into and drive off or an umbrella. But here you are like no umbrella, no vehicle, no, no Ubers around to call. And you're literally out there in the wilderness running around. And it was probably just like a real exhilarating moment, I can imagine
2: it was so fun. It it really was fun. But but normally if I were to be in the city on a regular day, I'd be like, "Oh my god, my hair, my makeup. I don't want to go outside." And after the first 2 minutes of that, oh, the rain. It was so it was so fun and we forget how fun dancing or running in the rain is or how fun just being in nature is and yeah, so it's, it's been a cool experience so far. We're going uh, this weekend, and then next weekend, I'm going to Austin with my team to do some expansion work. So the RV is being put to good use.
1: Is amazing. I absolutely love that. It makes my heart happy to hear all that. And it reminds me of the time when we were kids, We'd go out, like we would get so excited because it was raining and we'd want to go out just to go dance around in the rain and play in the puddles and stuff like that. It reminds me of that moment when we're kids and we just want to go and experience the rain. So I love that. I was wondering, I was like, well, I wonder if she really liked it because I don't think there's like really a big bathroom there to get ready for fixing your hair and things like that and I'm impressed because I'm like hey she's a trooper like she can she can go both ways she can be the glam girl but she can also be the boss babe but then she can also be a digital nomad in the wilderness and really just fit right into and work that wilderness
2: <laughs> work that wilderness that's a new hashtag for me thank you yeah.
1: Yeah, actually it is. <laughs> Alex and Alex, working the wilderness. Working
2: the wilderness. I love yeah, it. Yeah,
1: you could create, a, you could create a, actually like a movement around that hashtag, you know, work that wilderness and then you can have other people who are also traveling around in RVs use that hashtag, yeah. photos and stories and tag you. I love that.
2: I love it. See, see how this. easy it is to create content books? See? Yeah, when I'm talking to you,
1: it's like, oh, the ideas are flowing. I love that. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Okay, so any other RV stories before I go back to a few more Instagram questions?
2: No, but to be continued, I'm sure something fun will happen this weekend.
1: Yes, and we'll have to do another episode and we'll have to have you on. So, okay, so let's talk about in terms of like when you're creating graphics and the creatives and also just coming up with the content. Are you using any apps or tools that, you know, that you love or that you find helpful?
2: Sure. So, three. I use Viva Video to to cut. Typically, I'm I'm looking at some other apps that have been recommended to me, but that's what I used to use consistently. And then when I'm looking for topics and we can talk about how I I do topics in a minute because it's really three categories, again, like a recipe for people who want to create content. But once I have those, those, themes, those topics, you suggested answer the public, and that's a yeah. great website because you can type in whatever. The other day I typed in DWI and to see what people the top things people are searching about DWIs. So for me, I answered questions about DWIs that people were wondering about. Because if people are searching on Google that stuff, then it's great content for you to use on your Instagram. So so that's one. I use Flick. Are you familiar with Flick?
1: I don't think I've used that one. I okay. have heard of it. But tell us more for the audience.
2: Okay. So Flick is awesome. It is an app that tracks your analytics. It helps you with hashtags. It tracks followers. I mean, everything. So right now, the, the biggest, best part about it for me is... You see online if you Google the best time to post on Instagram, right? They'll say on Monday it's this, on Tuesday it's this. But Flick tracks your best time to post on Instagram. So that's going to be when your followers are engaging with you the most. And that is very specific to every single person individually. And so you can increase engagement by doing that. So it'll say your optimal time for today is 9, 12 p.m. Another optimal time would be between... I'm sorry, 9 to 12 p.m. And then there was also 9 to 12, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Okay, so there's, there's those, it'll say what's optimal, what's suboptimal, what's the worst time. And then it'll check how many followers, your change, your engagement, stuff like that. And I know that there's plenty of tools that do that, but that's really changed my life because you've got to be, just like as a lawyer in cross-examination, it is surgical precision right? That is how we get in and out. Sloppy cross examiners asked one too many questions, right? You can apply that to anything. And so I try my best to apply it to my social media. And today we posted it suboptimal time because of what was going on with the person I collaborated with. But you can use a scheduler. And if it says your optimal time is at 9pm, you don't actually have to get on an app and post it at 9pm, right? You can schedule that post. So Flick has been a fantastic tool for me. Like I said, answer the public and then try a tool, see if you like it. Some are more user friendly than others. So those are the ones that I use to, to help me with my analytics and my posts.
1: Those sound great. And hashtag Slayer is also good for hashtags. Mm-hmm. So like that one for posting, Planoly is good. And there there's also a couple of others that are pretty decent. So for the audience, I will put them in the show notes, all the ones that you mentioned, as well as the ones I mentioned. Oh, um, and
2: on, on the hashtag ones, it'll show where you ranked. So Flick will allow you to do hashtag collections. So if you find a specific collection of hashtags that works really well, you can store that and reuse them. And then it'll tell you, you ranked on... 10 hashtags this week or 105 hashtags or whatever it is, so you better plan. So I'm I'm sure the other ones do that, but that's another cool feature.
1: I do love that feature though, because I think it's important to know, for example, if someone's using 20 hashtags, right? And maybe there's eight of them that really are what what ranked. So it would be nice to know what are those because you can tweak your post for the future and you can determine what's really working, what's not working and use more of what is working. And I think that's what it is. You have to really experiment with it sometimes. And you have to see, you have to try different things. You have to try, Mm -hmm. you know, posting at different times. You have to try even creating different types of content. And you have to see what your audience is going to relate to and what's really going to resonate with them. So sometimes it's about also testing, which I'm sure you've done a lot of to to mm-hmm. even come up with formulas that you have today. So thank you so much for sharing with, with the audience in terms of how you post, how you come up with the content strategies, because I love all of that. And I love how earlier you mentioned about the different days. We have Monday motivation and you have something for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday, even Saturday. I think that's really great because that makes, it takes like the guesswork. workout of what you're going to post today and you just have a game plan and when you have a game plan it's much more easier to just go and implement without having to think about it or overthink it so I love that now let's talk about how do you incorporate utilizing Instagram stories in the mix because I do see that you post a lot of stories so let's talk a little bit about that for a minute
2: I love stories (laughs) Because the level of commitment is much less, right? They're on there for 24 hours, and literally you can hold I do a lot of my stories like holding my phone in the morning, just being like, what's up? But if you're not comfortable with that, you can use stories with still photos to increase engagement through polls, questions. If you're stuck on content, like throwing up a question is always really effective, like that ask me anything or the, what do you want to know? Or that to drop some legal advice. What are you wondering about to help you spur those ideas? But I post stories. So it's a poll question, a quote, and then pretty much every day, a little video about something, whatever it is. So I, every single day I post five to six times a week. I do stories, multiple stories a day, seven days a week. Cause it's easy. It's easy yeah. and you can see what land It's like research.
1: Right. And stories are easy. I mean, literally, it takes a few seconds to post one story. And then it's just super easy. And it's really just almost like a behind the scenes. What is Alex up to today? What is she working on? Where is she going? What are you eating? What's your dog doing at the dog park? Like people want to see you, but they want to see also behind the scenes, they want to see your extended family, which would be your cute dogs and things like that. Mm -hmm. So speaking of that, is there something else you want to share? You know what I'm talking about?
2: Oh, My dog bakery? Okay. So the serial entrepreneur aspect of all of this is I love dogs. Not a big kid person. Love my fur babies though. And so I started a side hustle, a dog bakery, all natural dog treats. Uh, we don't ship yet, but yet, right? Coming soon. We bake birthday cakes for dogs. We do potty packs as like party favors for dog birthday parties. When I got my newest pup, I got a, my friends threw me a puppy shower, like legit puppy shower. Uh-huh. And it was before I stopped drinking and so I was at this bar with a sash that said it's a boy on it like having margaritas and people were looking at me like I was a nutcase, right? And then the puppy showed up and it was it was all cool, but people love those events because for many people that don't want kids or don't have kids yet, like they treat their pet like kids. And so there's a huge market for that. So I started that side hustle. I also have a doggy daycare. I'm starting a nonprofit. So I have a lot of things in the mix.
1: I love that. I love that. And you're right. Pets nowadays, they are really like the children. And I think a lot of people have decided they don't need children when they can have the cutest puppies ever and they can have more than one. Like it's literally so much fun. And puppies don't talk back to you, but kids do. So remember that.
2: <laughs> and and you can't put a kid in a cage. Okay. Trust right. me. I'm a lawyer. Can't put a kid in Yeah,
1: that's right. But I will say there are some puppies that do talk back. There's this lady on TikTok and her, her reels are hilarious because she has the cutest Maltese and the oh. Maltese literally talks back to her all the time. And it's just, I'll have to share it with you, but it's like the cutest sure. thing because this Maltese has an attitude and is like quite the queen little diva. And if the Maltese doesn't get her way, it's, she will really talk back and it's almost you know what she's saying to her mom she's no mom i'm not going to my bed right now because i want to play with you or i want to treat or whatever it is but it's like the cutest thing ever i want a maltese too one day i'm gonna have one so i can relate to that but yeah pets are amazing i love that that's so exciting all right and i know you also do like a lot of igtv videos what's your strategy with that
2: One more advice this is so I use my IGTV only for education, okay? So there's, there's essentially three things you can do with IGTV, like as far as categories in my mind, but for me, it's educational content. And so I keep it consistent, and the only things on my IGTV are my lawyer talks. So that's my strategy. At least once a week, it's a video on IGTV, and it's a consistent branded content.
1: Thank you. Okay, last question. And then I want to hear how the audience can get a hold of you, all of your social media handles, your websites, and anything exciting that's coming up for you. Okay, so the last question is, what advice can you give to someone who's just starting out with Instagram?
2: Awesome. I am going to tell you right now how to do at least two weeks, if not a month worth of content in an hour. All right. So here's what you do. You pick three themes. These are the three themes that you're going to pick. Something that moves you something that you care for, and someone to collaborate with. Those are three themes, okay? Then you're gonna take a piece of paper and you're gonna, or a a Google Doc, if you're an electronics person, and separate it into three columns. And then spend 30 minutes just typing out, I really love going on long runs. That's something that moves you. I love uh, Maya Angelou, right? I love, she moves me, right? So that's column one. Then something you care for. I love my dogs, I love my RV, I love my best friend, I love Mexican food, right? So there's your middle column. Then someone to collaborate with. And this is what's going to expand your reach and also show appreciation for others. So pick people that you think are awesome that are doing things, whether they're in your community or outside or whatever, and write their names down. So then you base your posts around that. You want to post three times a week? Do one from each category. Okay? So now you have created content ideas. Then you use my formula to do your actual captions and you batch, you go and take photos in different outfits, you record 30 second videos from your phone at home and start plug and play. It really is plug and play. So if you separate everything into those three categories, you will have enough content for a month as far as themes go with 30 minutes to an hour of work. So that's my best advice for someone just getting started is to get that brain flowing with with what moves you, what you care for, and who to collaborate with. That's my formula.
1: Thank you for sharing your formula. That is super simple, too. You can break it down. You can do that easily. And it's not something that, you know, I've really heard anyone mention before, but I love it because it works, and it's quick and easy and simple. All right, so now, for the fun part, how can people connect with you, you know, especially your Instagram page or pages, and then your websites and anything else you want to share your clubhouse handle, all that good stuff. And we'll link it in the show notes for everybody.
2: Fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So I would go to my Instagram. It's Alexandria Sarah at Alexandria Sarah. I am in a blue little outfit on my Instagram picture. And there is a link in my bio to Sociotap. And then that will pop up really everything that that I'm doing. So you can click on those different things. So easy to remember, at Alexandria Sarah, go there, check out my content, check out the other things that I'm doing. Follow me, send me a message, say how amazing Dimple's podcast is, because it is amazing. And you're always dropping the knowledge with great people. So I appreciate you so much, Dimple, and the opportunity to be on here and the friendship that we have created through social media. You are amazing, amazing, amazing. Thank you. Thank you
1: so much. I love you too, girl. So thank you so much. And yes, I will link all of that in the show notes so they can directly go to your website and link all of that amazing information. It was such a pleasure having you on the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast. And I can't wait to have you on the legal podcast as well in a few weeks and then on my other one that we have won't announce yet but super super excited and and you're going to be launching your own podcast pretty soon too so we might have to wink wink talk about that once once you yeah. launch you have to come back and we'll talk about that
2: i was just gonna say y'all if you want to launch a podcast this lady right here is the one that can help you do it so she is helping me design and launch mine and i'm super excited about it So we will talk about that next time.
1: All right. And I can't wait to be a guest on your podcast. (laughs)
0: Thank you, Alex. Well, all right. Well, have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast. If you found this episode valuable, please subscribe to the show so you don't ever miss an episode and also share it with your friends. Dimple would be so grateful if you could take a minute to leave a review and visit the podcast website to check out all the latest episodes at www.mesmerizingmarketingpodcast.com. That's www.mesmerizingmarketingpodcast.com. And follow Dimple on Clubhouse. Her handle is Marketing Expert. And also join her mesmerizing marketing club, also on Clubhouse, for live rooms on top marketing strategies for entrepreneurs and business owners who want to mesmerize their marketing.